Remember this. Everything that you have ever experienced in your entire life has brought you to this instant. All things now are possible in the limitless void of counter-actuality. All things, too, that are knowable will be realized in this new dimension of... Do you know, that, that reminds me of something. Where did you get that from? Uh, that was uh, on one of your uh, old tapes. Oh, was it? All right, okay. Um, anyway, very good uh, Good day to you. Welcome to the James Whale Radio podcast. Um, I'm using the term podcast now because it seems to be synonymous with this sort of programme. Is that right? And it's quite trendy. Everyone loves a podcast. Yeah. So we're podcasters. Uh, is that right? Yes, yeah, we are, yes. Don't make any flipping money out of it, but uh, of course you can go to the donate button because eventually we get bored with it and we don't make any money, we'll stop doing it, I suppose, won't we? Well, uh, Jelly Tots in the Post is always welcome. Yeah, Jelly Tots and I like Cadbury's Dairy Milk, so uh, feel free to carry on. Of course, a number of radio stations take this show. Good, good day, good evening. It usually goes out good evening, doesn't it? I put it out quite late, yes. Yeah, that's because of my language. Uh, so, very good evening to you. Welcome to the programme. If you're listening in the sunny climes of uh, southern England at the moment, a very good afternoon, good morning, good night, good day, whatever it is. So, welcome to the show. Now, uh, this is the programme we're doing the week of the Manchester tragedy. And I really don't know what more can be said. I have listened to podcasts and radio shows. I've read the... Um, the Harridan woman who thinks the final solution is the way forward. Uh, I'm, I'm suggesting, by the way, that she is given some kind of psychological help because I think she's raving mad. Um, I'm not even mentioning the silly cow's name. So, uh, and there have been others. There have been failed radio broadcasters, who one of them who said, uh, we're at war. Well, that's pretty obvious. We've been at war for a long time, haven't we? And if I hear another stupid flipping... Say, well, you know, it's all down to immigration, isn't it? Because, quite frankly, immigration, I really think, has got nothing to do with why we are in this situation. Um, and I'm not prepared, really, to go over it again. I've got a few a few thoughts I'm sure you have, and I'm sure you've, uh, you've shared them with lots of people. If you want to share your thoughts, my live radio show is on Talk Radio, 7 o'clock, any evening of the week, and we can discuss it there. I would say that I'm sick and tired, particularly that uh, Derbyshire woman, and the sort of, the, the, the put-on angst, which is, uh, is, is, is driving me mad. Um, and and, and all, these, all these, you know, extremely right-wing idiots, do you have, it's extremely left-wing and extremely right-wing people who are the thickest of them all, stupid, thick individuals. You know, there are all sorts of reasons why these tragedies have happened, and a lot of it has to do with the way everybody reacts with everyone in the world, you know. And if America doesn't butt out of leaking 
sensitive security information, then quite frankly, I think America is the, the world's pariah. And it may be time for the world to turn around to America and say, look, you start behaving properly. Stop going on about how you're the policeman of the world. Because if anybody has a record of going into countries and, and interfering, it's America. America has been more interfering in the world than any other nation on earth in the last 50 years, has it not? I believe so, yes. Not frightening you, am I? You're not frightening me yet, no. Right, okay. So this this tragedy in Manchester, in a way, is on all our shoulders. And it, it, it's because, you know... Everybody wants to tell everybody else how to live their lives. It's the, the stupid, moronic Muslim who believes that a homosexual is somebody who should be put to death or that any other religion is not as good as theirs and that anybody who dares to say their God doesn't exist, probably no God exists. The stupidity of the Catholics who believe in all this flinging around of, uh, of incense and, and, and all this crossing themselves. Look, if you want to do that, then do it, but leave everybody else alone. And it's, it's the gullible, it's the stupid, it's the ignorant that are easily embroiled in this religious claptrap. Because I believe everybody should be allowed to, to live their lives in the way they see fit, follow any sort of view, as long as it doesn't interfere and upset somebody else. I don't want to see anything banned. And if you feel that you can only eat a certain sort of food, if you feel you've got to wear certain sorts of clothes, if you feel you must only uh, do certain things on certain days, fine, that's up to you. But you have to realise that other people don't believe the same as you. I'm getting sick of it, absolutely sick of it. And it's these poor, ignorant, stupid people. We see very few of these suicide bombers have been over the age of 25. Very few of them. It's the ones that watch this rubbish from these preachers of hate that actually get radicalised. And don't listen, before anybody goes on, don't think, don't smugly think if you happen to be a Christian, oh, it's all right with us, because your history of Christianity ain't bloodless. And where, where are the biggest followers of Christian religions? Where would the Pope be most welcomed? In the third world nations, in the nations where people have not yet realised their full potential. And the, and the religions make a point of going to those places to offer those people something that they cannot possibly give them or know they're going to give them. And when you talk to somebody, you say, listen, I know somebody who, who lives a decent, good life, but they don't believe in any of this rubbish. Will they go to heaven? No. Unless they believe in, in our God, they won't go to heaven or paradise or whatever you want to call him. So that's my, that's my view on the whole thing, and I'm not going on anymore. I've heard people like that gaunt figure, failed radio broadcaster, the Hopkins woman and everybody else, uh, all they're doing is trying to stir everybody's emotions up. We all have the answer to this problem if we wished to find it. And, and you know, the people who get up and say, well, we'll prevail against this. We'll learn lessons against this. It hasn't really happened, has it? Here we are, the 21st century. We're still killing people. We're still killing people to actually uh, make a point. So we haven't learnt anything since mankind 
first threw a spear or pulled back a bowstring. The only thing we've learned is how to do it more effectively and how to kill more people with one go. And every fighter in every country, from every religion, from every creed and every culture, has somewhere in the back of their ranks some religious person. The rest of my case. Believe what you want to believe, but don't try and inflict your beliefs on anyone else. And if you're so sure that your belief is going to make you strong and it's going to make... Then fine. Fine. Just, you know, smile and think the rest of us uh, have no idea what... Uh, just leave people alone. If two men want to get married and they love each other and they want to walk down the street holding hands, it is nobody's business but theirs. One thing religions don't do, whether you're a Muslim, a Christian, or anything in between, is you do not teach restraint and you do not teach respect of other people's views. Whatever you say. If you want to reply, you can do it. Dead easy. Email me. Jameswellradio at gmail.com. Right, I've got that off my uh, I've got that off my um uh, my chest. I feel better for that. Anything you want to say or not? Do you any how have you been feeling? How's the, how's the feeling in Wales at the moment? My my wife knows a few people that went actually to the concert, so she's mm. been very worried. Um, but yeah, it's it's not good. I, we're supposed to be going to see Little Mix in the same arena later on this year, and feeling a bit anxious, obviously. But, uh, I'm sure the security will be incredibly tight. Yeah, well, there's a big, huge concert in Ireland, but I think that'll be okay over the weekend. Mm not good is it really targeting kids well no it's not it's not good and and you know p people say well why is this happening why is this happening and, and what, what's it got to do with us well unfortunately we've been involved in in the middle east and you only have to look at the pictures and the picture that upset me more than anything else recently was the american helicopter pilots gunning down innocent people in the street i'm sure you've uh, people have all seen that it's been everywhere yeah and saying, hey, well, you shouldn't be out there talking to terrorists, buddy. It's your fault. And there were children there as well. And if you expect that people aren't going to be affected by that and try and get back, then you are very much mistaken. Here we are spending billions of pounds, billions of pounds on weapons of mass destruction, which would actually blow the world up. Um, yeah, somebody just sent me. Oh, hang on. Let me just get this. Uh, sorry about this. We'll come back in a second. Um... <coughs> I'm, my hands are so sweaty, I can't touch the phone. I was going to say, you need a bigger device. Okay, well, listen, I wasn't going to talk about this because I thought, you know, you could be listening to this programme a year after the event, but I suppose on this week that this atrocity in Manchester in England happened, there has to be some response to it, and we did ask on Facebook uh, what you thought, any intelligent suggestions as to how the situation with terrorists can be healed. Intelligent, because I've heard from politicians, from right-wing nutters, from so-called journalists, I've heard some of the most crass ideas ever. So what do the real people think? Let's have a look. Uh, Stuart Vickers says, I genuinely wish there didn't have to be a solution. Just stop all the fighting and every religion thinking that they're right and live together without trouble. It's terrible. He's right. I agree with him. Justin Richard says, it can't be healed. It can't be stopped and it can't be solved. It's a bitter pill to swallow, but terrorism is an effective means to a cause. It's abhorrent, I know, but it will always be an option to drive a doctrine. You can't defeat idealism. 
vigilance, although not 100% effective, is the only practical combat. See, good, good intelligent thoughts. Uh, ben Redford says, any person on the intelligence watch list should be killed. It ain't worth taking a chance. Ben, go and get some readjustment of your bloody head. You're an idiot. Uh, Mark Murray, seriously, the reality is that once again, the United Kingdom is invaded. A foreign country installed puppet regimes, raped the country of its natural resources, created a mess of monumental proportions, and we can't understand why we have become a target of a breed of nutcases with the wherewithal to attack back. That's a good point. Mark, that's a very good point. Ivor Williams says, stop being afraid to hurt their feelings and get tough. Tolerance has been exhausted now. Whose feelings are you going to hurt? I mean, really, Ivor, don't be worried about hurting their feelings. Whose feelings? Please, you know, when you, when you email me, when you get in touch, say what you mean. Don't try and be f***ing politically correct. Say what you mean. Simon Hanning says, how about we agree not to bomb them as long as they agree not to bomb us? Or is that not an intelligent idea? Simon, that is a very intelligent idea. Uh, David Thurtle says, try and become self-sufficient. Then we do not have to interfere in other countries. Also, stop this PC bullshit and have a grown-up debate about hate and its causes. Good one. Paul Mungle says, stop bombing the countries, sort Israel out and free Palestine. That would be a good place to start, I agree, Paul. Paul Wetton says, it can't be healed. No one in government's got the balls to sort it out. Uh, I don't understand that, Paul. What, what do they do to sort it out? Loretta uh, Shabari says, as soon as MI5 or MI6 discover someone engaging in terrorist activity or support, give them life in prison if they are British or deport them if they are not. There's merit in that, Loretta, except I think what you have to do, if you've got people on this watch list, you want to watch some of them to see what they do and where they go. And if people are showing those leanings, maybe it is time to bring back detention. It won't solve it, but it might save some lives. Uh, Spencer James says the only solution is to prove the non-existence of heaven and God. Discovering what shifts people into this path is what will prevent others following it. Ben Radford says any person on the intelligence watch list should be killed. It ain't worth. We've done that one twice. Why did he get in there twice, Rob? That's uh, so, yeah, a point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. May I? Yes, Rob. Never mind, Rob. <laughs> yes, thank you. That's my fault. Uh, but never mind. Let's just reiterate that Ben Radford, whoever you are, is a f***ing nutcase. That's another idea. Uh, Tina James, the police and the counter-terrorist squad should not be sitting on vital information and intelligence. It should be based on a zero-tolerance law in that you mention bombs and killing, you're sent to prison. Well, we will be locked up then, won't we? And kept in solitary confinement with absolutely no visitors or no communication with others. These monsters should have no human rights as they are clearly not human. Let's demand a crackdown on these evil, feral scum monsters. If they are caught with bombs, then they should be dropped, deported and imprisoned. And if they are homegrown terrorists, then straight to prison. If they kill anyone, I feel maybe this is the time to bring back the death penalty. I can understand you're quite upset there, Tina, but ridiculous. Why would you bring back the death penalty for somebody who's prepared to kill themselves, all right? And where are we going to put all these people? You know, you've got to think about these things. It's the cause that has to be addressed, surely. Um, there we are. I've had enough of that. Shall we have some music? What have you got? Uh, we've got some um, music. Yep. Uh, we are have... you sure? Yeah, we have. Am I frightening you? 
You're not frightening me. I, I feel I'm frightening you. There's about 400 miles between us, so we're okay. Yeah, I know. That's why I was thinking you're right. These are the Rusty Nuts and Mirror Slander. I once switched on the television in 1997 and was greeted by an outdoor chess match between Gary Kasparov and a turnip that had grown in the allotments behind Oystermouth Castle. They battled it out in fog, so dense that if the king had eyes, he would not have been able to see the queen beside him. Gary won the match comfortably, and the turnip returned to his allotment patch. The Rusty Nuts, yes. That's the Rusty Nuts, Mirror Slander, and uh, it's uh, available to pre-order from the cassette-only record label. What is that? Yeah, it only comes on cassette. Really? Yeah. The, the, the Lavender Sweep Records. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. It's quite good. It's quite good, isn't it? Do you know why 10cc got their name or where they got it from? Uh, did they have a sort of a motorcycle that was uh, a bit wonky? No. Do you know where the Loving Spoonful got their name from? Um, Mary Poppins? No, no. We talked about this on my radio show, On Talk Radio, and I had no idea. I had no idea. I'm going to keep you guessing for a bit. A bit? Yeah, it's probably going to yeah. be a lifetime. No, I'm going to tell you before the end of this show. Oh, OK. All right. Uh, do we have any mail? Uh, we got some mail this week, yes. Wales Mail. Now, remember... Uh, the best way for this, this is, of course, a podcast, a radio show. Here, you can email me. Robbo has got the email address. Yes, it's very simple. It's just jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. And here's some of the mail for flooding into us this week. Mr P Black says, thanks for using my terrible intro. The fact was, now I have headphones and Wi-Fi with your show on. I've started doing things while listening. 
and the wife, Mandy Black, hello, Mandy Black, can watch her zombie-killing cake-making program. Is there such a thing as a zombie-killing cake-making program? That gives a whole new meaning to uh, bake-off, doesn't it? I'm currently listening on the roof, mending of the television area, like, ah! He wrote that on his thing. There you go. That's very good. Very good. Well, we get a better introduction from you, um, Mr. P. Black. Yeah, that was last week, yeah. Um, Phil Price. Hello, Phil. He says, loves listening to the podcast. My wife is a Caribbean beauty. Are there any others? I have two kids, mixed race, so not a racist. Anyway, I want to take issue with your thoughts on immigration into the UK. Your argument a couple of weeks ago was that we need immigrants into the UK because they do a lot of the jobs the Brits are too flipping lazy to do. I don't disagree, but this is only short term. What you're missing is that on average we all have 2.2 children, then in 20 years the car cleaners, the vegetable pickers from overseas will more than treble their population. These children will all be British and educated and just like the rest of us, we will not want to do the menial jobs. We do not need to bring in more labour. Give these jobs to prisoners as part of their rehabilitation and the long-term unemployed, helping them to get back into a work ethic. Phil Price, I agree wholeheartedly with you. If somebody had the balls to do that, mate, I think that would be exceptionally good, a really good idea. Um, And I've said that before. I've said, listen, now that uh, there's not going to be free movement of labour, in a couple of uh, couple of years' time, those people who moan about not being able to get jobs will be able to moan no more because there will be jobs. The trouble is they might not be the jobs people want to do. Well, tough. You're going to have to do them. Uh, Colin from Geelong. G'day. G'day, Colin. Uh, for once in your bloody life, you're not fannying around and talking sense. Yeah. Make voting compulsory in the UK just like it is down here. In fact... Get the abstainers to send their voting cards here. We'd be more than happy to do their voting for them, for a price, of course. Yeah, that's quite good, wasn't it? I was quite good at that voice. He's warming to you. Yeah, he's warming to me. Well, that's very nice. G'day, Colin. Good. Excellent. Um, right, I think it's time for uh, you know what? Uh, tech talk. Yes, tech talk. Yes. Oh, all right, then. Well, what do you mean? All right, I'm going to sit back, put my feet up over here. Oh, that's better. Ah. I'm going to look out of my window at my bird feeder and my birds playing happily in the sunshine. How are your birds getting on with the um, the, the nest? Very nice, very good. Very quiet today. Uh, dogs have had to frighten a couple of pussies off, but there we are. Okay. <clears throat> uh, this week's uh, Tech Talk is all about Thunderbolt 3. You are a pussy lover yourself, aren't you? I used to have one. Did you? Yeah. Well, what happened? It, it, it's, um, yeah, it's a okay. It's all right, tra- all right. It's a enough. tragedy. Don't tell me anything nasty. Yeah. Um, Thunderbolt three. Right. Go on. Uh, it's replacing uh, USB because it contains USB. You know the USB connections on your laptops and. Uh, I do. Whatever. Yeah. Even I know that. Well, Thunderbolt is a technology that uh, mainly Apple used because it's very expensive because you have to buy a license from the people that make it. So it's like a bit of technology that allows you to connect devices to your computer and it's very fast. Yeah. Um, but now Intel, the big chip manufacturer, have said that they're going to offer Thunderbolt 3 license-free so everyone can use it without having to pay a license, which means it's now going to be on all products. 
So USB is out the window, and we're all now going to be using Thunderbolt 3. Really? Yeah. Super fast. Yeah. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Means that all the connectors are all going to be the same. Every single connector. Doesn't matter what it is, it'll just plug in. Why haven't they done that before? Uh, this technology, Thunderbolt 3, contains all previous technologies in the same technology. It's very clever. Oh. Won't make any difference to me because it, it just it goes in one ear and out the other, doesn't it? Well, you know, that's why I try and keep these tech talks very short and, you know, not that much content. Yeah, but you're not doing it for me, are you? Doing it for a lot of people who are very keen on this sort of thing. Yeah, but you usually fidget through the whole thing. I can't help that. I'm like Donald Trump. I've got a very low boredom threshold. <laughs> Shall I do films? No, haven't you got any more tech talk? No, that's, that's bad. There's not much that happened in tech. Nothing ever happens in tech during the summer. It's a bad time for tech. Why? Well, everyone's outside. Oh, OK. All right, you've been... It's all you ever do is watch movies. I do it professionally. Oh, right. OK. So, uh, yeah, the film, uh, latest film scene is Diary of a Wimpy Kid. It's like a family movie. It's a bit like... Oh, a wimpy kid? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Do you remember those? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's, 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 I didn't like them, but yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you wouldn't have liked this one then. It was yeah. all right. This weekend, I'm going to see Wonder Woman and The Mummy. <laughs> well, Wonder Woman... Hang on, I'll move a bit closer to the microphone. Hold on. Uh, Wonder Woman uh, was actually... As part of Wonder Woman was filmed at a fort in Tilbury. Uh, just off, off of the River Thames, uh, out uh, past Dagenham, out along the river, out under the QE2 bridge and up towards the end of the Thames. And uh, they've been filming there for quite some time. That's a bit of a geography uh, lesson there, isn't it? Yeah, I thought I just, you know, I just happened to know that. I thought I'd throw it in. Do you know, oh, drop the glasses. Do you know anything about the mummy? Well, only it'll be just as the uh, same. I mean, all those mummy films have been exactly the same. These things come out of the sand in the desert and chase you. Yeah, this one's got Tom Cruise in it. Oh, it might be better then. Yeah, we might have uh, we might have Scientologist mummies. <laughs> Can you mention Scientology on the radio? Why not? Am I going to get a visit? Am I going to have loads of people follow me around with cameras and stuff? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, it's one of those religions that doesn't seem to harass you too much. I like Scientologists. Do you? Yes. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. They're one of my favourite people. Well, I don't live far from where they hang out in East Grinstead. I used to live there. What, in East Grinstead? Yeah. Yeah. You should move back, then we could hang out. <laughs> I don't think you'd want that, would you? Well, it depends whether you, you know, stop doing the things you do that annoy me, but... Uh, OK. Uh, so, well, it'd be interesting. Tom Cruise doing The Mummy. Well, I might have to watch that. I'm going to watch The Wonder Woman, just because... It was filmed uh, uh, not far of course. from me. Yeah, <laughs> that's the over only... the other side of the river. That's the only reason to go and see Wonder Woman. Yeah, is to see if well, there's any other places you recognise. Who's playing? Hang on, let me get my computer. Who's playing Wonder Woman? I have no idea because I'm really bad for faces. All right. Uh, now uh, I've got a Facebook message from oh, yeah. uh, John Arclis as okay. well. He says, I remember listening to your talk show in the 90s, talking about Monica Lewinsky and a woman calling in saying she could see no wrong in what Clinton and Lewinsky did as oral sex was only talking about it. You played a song and explained to her off air what oral sex was. And then when she came back on air, she was disgusted with Bill and Monica. Well, I felt it only right 
uh, to do that, uh, John. In fact, John, uh, stay tuned. I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh, my mate who does the show with me on Talk Radio, Ash. Well, when I say do the show, he sort of sits in there for a bit and spouts off occasionally. Uh, a ring, and we'll talk about how 10cc got their name. We talked about this on the radio the other night. I had no idea how 10cc got their name. And obviously, nor does Rob. I have no clue. No. Now, listen, little plug for our website, jameswellradio.co.uk. If you haven't been to the website, please go and have a little look around. We've uploaded some more videos there. Uh, from my old television show, uh, jameswellradio.co.uk forward slash videos. What have we got up there at the moment? Uh, we've got uh, one on manhunting. Uh, what is manhunting? Uh, looking for uh, the man. All oh, right, I don't even remember doing that. Okay, what else uh, have we got? Feet and foot fetishes. Feet and foot fetishes, that was a great one. Yeah. Uh, immigration. Immigration. Yeah, you had your toenails clipped in the uh, foot fetish one. Yeah. That's the last time I had them done. And you I need to get somebody in to do that again, yeah. Has your Veruca gone? Oh, no, I wonder what that was. Um, uh, so we've got up there immigration, gay rights, a the... woman's place. I'm not sure we should have put that up there. <laughs> it's a bit dated. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> immigration is fairly, uh, fair, fairly, fairly topical, isn't it? Immigration. You were in bed with um, Nina Mishkoff in that uh, A Woman's Place one. Was I? Hmm. I don't remember that. In a flat somewhere. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, it would have been, wouldn't it? I don't know why there was a camera crew there with you, but there we go. Uh, We're doing one on prisons. Again, fairly topical. Nothing has changed since we did that show. Yeah. Uh, And what else have we got? Oh, addiction to machines. Yeah. That'll be good for you. I'm not addicted to machines. Yeah, you are. I bought my own fruit machine and stuff, so I didn't have to be. <laughs> anyway, go and check some of those out if you've never seen my old TV show. And uh, a little heads up, there will be a new one coming soon. Tell you more about that later. Uh, also, the shop's open. What have we got in the shop at the moment? Uh, milk, bread, um, and T-shirts, baseball caps, and your book. Yeah, buy your book. Something to read over the summer. Yes, that's it. Everybody needs a book. You can you can go there. You can get the hard, but you've got a few hardback copies left. Uh, we've got some of the paperback copies left. Buy it. Have a look. See whether or not I am as uh, radical as you thought uh, or not. Well, listen, I'll tell you what. We'll call Ash up and we'll be back right after this. Are you satisfied with your soap powder? Can you rely on it to get rid of everyday dirt and stains? Good. But are you absolutely sure your wash is completely clean? Can't you sometimes detect smelly pongs when you're ironing? Why is that? It's because you're a horrible, smelly person. Now, there's New Radio, a new late-night TV show that removes dirty, smelly people from phone-ins. New Radio. Try it. How come it takes forever to get you on the phone? Well, you know, I'm I'm busy guy, man. Well, who is this? <laughs> what do you mean, who is this? Are you awake yet or not? I'm never awake. I'm no, in a sort no, of, um, you know, state. A trans state. Do you want, should we do like a proper <sighs> interview with you as a, a kind of a real sort of 
uh, a radio icon. Yeah, well, I am a radio icon. No, I don't know. Are you or not? I don't know. What, what, they want to put me on a wheel, did you say? No, I don't want to put you on a wheel. And I... Right, let's just do it, shall we? Shall we just chat about stuff? Just chat, man. I can chat, you know, I can chat all day about stuff. Yeah. Uh, are you in bed or where are you at the moment? No, I'm, I'm sitting on the veranda. You know, just this is a hot day, the birds are out. I've got to go back in and roll a cigarette and then I'll come back out. Right, okay. Um, so why don't you describe for all of our listeners today a day in the life of Ash? Every day is different, man. But today, it's, uh, well, you know, it's all different. You know, you've got to check the markets, go and have some leisure time, then go, you know, to a cafe, you know, meet some other yeah. similar people, like-minded people. Um, and then, um, you know, it's the work, isn't it? Who, who, would you, who would you meet in the cafe? What sort of like-minded people in the cafe? You know, there's all kinds of people there. Like, you know, at the moment, I meet a guy called Nigel. He's... Uh, a businessman, so uh, yeah, so it's it's good, and you know sometimes I meet this uh, psychiatrist who works in the university. Uh, she uh, she's interesting, and you know she gets access to we get to access to all the different laboratories at the university. You're not going into the university doing things you shouldn't do, are you? Well, I mean, I don't know. There's nothing you can't do because it's all research, isn't it? Once you're in a university, it just becomes research. Well, you know, last night or the other night, I'm, I'm, I'm desperate to become a professor. Maybe you could have a word. Yeah, I can probably sort that out. Where do you want to be a professor? I mean, at a top red brick university or just a, like a poly? Yeah, I don't, I don't care anymore. I mean, I just noticed that Ian Dale, you know, the bloke who nicked my show off me on LBC. He threatened you and you, you, he said, you get off the show, man. And, yeah. It's a little bit of... Do you think MI6 are listening to what we're saying? That's spooky. I heard myself coming back. Yeah, yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah, they will be. And do you remember he had that scuffle, didn't he, with that bloke on the uh, on the waterfront? He uh, He's now apparently a visiting professor of broadcasting. Well, you, you know, if he's a professor, what's higher than that? I mean, you, you should be higher than that. You can't be equal. I mean, what the f*** does he know about bloody radio? You've gone very quiet again. What's wrong? Well, it all went quiet, man. What happened, oh. man? Oh, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's probably Rob. What are you doing, Rob? Um, there's a few second delay between you two talking. Yeah, but well, that was like 20 seconds. I mean, it's not that. <laughs> What's going on? All right, Bob, how are you doing, man? I'm okay. I'm just leaving you guys to it, because obviously two professionals. I could just put my feet up. No, well, it's nice. I, uh, you know, have I, spoke, I have, have I spoke to you. Yeah, I have spoke to you, haven't I? Yeah, when, usually when things go wrong... He phoned me for some expertise. <laughs> That's right, yeah. He phoned you for expertise? Yeah, yeah, he phoned for ex some expertise, man. You needed my expertise about something, I remember, yeah. And I was glad to help. Yeah. That's right. Huh? Uh, you so, asked you know, Ash for some How many in, things, I'm thinking of doing an Ash podcast. What's, how many listeners do you get? Is it, is it good money, you know? What's going on, man? The, the money's We not... don't make any money out of it yet, but apparently everybody says we everybody's going to make money out of it very soon. Yeah. Well, it can't be long now, can it? I mean, we've been saying that for ages. We were on bloody 20 years ago, and now, you know, it's got to be now. 
<laughs> well, otherwise it's going to be too late for us, isn't it? Yeah, well, well for you. Yeah, well, all right, don't you be so cocky. The way you live your life, you won't, you know, you might be a few, yeah, few years younger than me. Yeah, I might get about five years of it. You'll probably so go before me. because I'll get a taste of it. A taste of what? <laughs> you know, the, the money coming in and just paying myself out, just sitting in my lounge and getting paid to just sit there and jabber about anything. Yeah. Well, listen, if that would be the way forward, because then we could, what we could do, if you're agreeable, we could hire a lounge. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Hire a, a, a radio lounge, wouldn't it? You wouldn't need it. Yeah. People could come and go. If you got it in somewhere cool like Central London, you get all the celebrities could pop in, you know, the crankies and that, doing their tour, could pop in. And then, Are you, you still know, a big Johnny fan of the crankies? I love the crankies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know the man in it, right, is actually a woman. The big, you know, the big man with the curly hair? Yeah. That's a woman. The big man's the, the woman. Oh, right. See, all these years I've been getting it wrong. I don't know, he's got a condition where he actually remains a schoolboy. He's still at school as well. Really? So they keep him in the uh, lower sixth form. <laughs> <laughs> this whole well, idea, Arnold, by the way, stroke. the lounge show. Yeah. It's got, I think this has got legs. Well, you wouldn't want legs on your sofa, really. I like them with their flat on the floor, don't you? Ruin your carpet. Yeah, a, a recliner with a fridge in it. You know, lazy boy. Do they do them with a fridge? We'll get it sponsored. Get it sponsored. But, yeah, they do. Like, mm. like, don't the lazy boys have a little fridge in them? Mm. <laughs> Listen, you know, we were talking, we did a little chat with Ian Lee last night um, about how 10cc were named. I was I was telling Rob, he has no idea. I haven't told him the answer yet. Do you want to tell him? Yeah, you don't know what 10cc is. I mean, you probably you probably do. It's probably something you, you, you deal with twice a day. 10cc, no idea. It's an amount of liquid. Liquid sugar. Well, some, some people, you know, some people say that. that before. Is it in Coca-Cola? Well, only if you're really disgusting. <laughs> it, you know, it doesn't really mix well. <laughs> I have no clue. It's the amount of ejaculate that a man does exactly in one ejaculate process. Exactly 10cc. <laughs> You know, like when they make, you know, Cadbury's cream eggs. <laughs> the filling inside's always the same amount. <laughs> it's a similar system in your testes. I don't believe that, because if you if you were to do it maybe two or three times in a row, have you ever done that? Um, I know what you're, I know yeah, what you're talking yeah, about. I yeah. have, and I measured it exactly 10cc every time. I've seen some videos, and I'm, I swear there's a lot more than 10cc. Unless they're cheating, no, that's but that's your, that, they, they, they use, tube they and use the flour and water out of camera. Well, oh, they're a big syringe, and they have a tube on the, the, the side you can't see. <laughs> and then at the time, the bloke pulls the face, and they squeeze the syringe. It's not real. Oh, I bet you're feeling inferior because of that. Don't have to worry yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they make it up with that water and flour paste. Do you know the the sort of thing you used to use? Well, yeah, that's how they did it in your day. Oh, yeah. When you were yeah. walking the boards. You don't want to get water and flour in your hair, though, do you? Well, you don't want to get anything in your hair if you have hair, do you? I think I'd rather have that. <laughs> 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 and apparently the loving spoonful is the same It's the same thing. I've never heard that expression, but there we are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you say this is daily? Well, no, whenever you do it. Oh, OK. I was going to say. 
you know, I'll have to keep up. Yeah, it's a good way of measuring another liquid. You can, <laughs> yeah. you know. I don't, I really don't believe it because if you do it more than once in quick succession, there isn't as much. Yeah, but your body keeps a reserve, doesn't it, for emergencies? Does it? Yeah, but how many emergencies yeah. can you have? Well, I don't know. It depends, doesn't it? You know, you I'm, might have a whole flock of women, you know, in the wild. If when we lived in the wild, you might suddenly come upon a herd of 25 women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and they're not your herd, and you've got the, the men are out hunting, and you've got to yeah. Yeah. spread yeah. your, do you, you know, genes. Do you, do you remember, we talked uh, many years ago, we talked to that uh, professor, the, the, the military professor, about why it wasn't a good idea to have women on the front line. Yeah, Colonel David Grossman. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, they have sex. Uh, men and women have sex when they're under stress, mm. uh, and they found that men and women would have sex on the front line. And our producer Linda said that when possums got run over, just before they died, they'd have a giant Arthur. Mm. Is this what you, you guys know, talk about on cool. talk radio? Yeah, this is the sort of thing people want to talk about. People want to understand. You know, if you put men and women, I mean, uh, and, and of course, uh, problems if there are uh, gay guys in the armed forces as well, uh, or lesbians, you know, one thing you want before you die, and if you're in a very stressed situation, is to know that you your your gene pool will be carried on, isn't it? I suppose. And also, you know, your marriage is better out than in, isn't it? Yeah, I don't you know, know if, I don't know well. whether you make those rational thoughts when when you're sort of charging with a bayonet down the side of a hill and uh, there is a you know a, a, a very attractive female next to you doing the same thing you see her getting blown to bits it, it can be fairly demoralizing can't it when you say bayonet we're talking about the the blade on the end of the rifle yeah yeah oh, okay right okay i was yeah, just yeah. using that as yeah. an analogy that's what i thought yeah well because i call mine a bayonet <laughs> that's what i thought <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway listen i think this uh probably we should talk about something sense um, well, that, you know it's it's interesting because you know in pub quizzes this now could be very useful to a lot of people listening that's true yeah they could learn a lot from this so, look, we have a live radio show to do uh, tonight, if you're listening during the week, tonight on Talk Radio. What time are you going to get in? Uh, I would have thought, well, it's a really nice day, so, you know, I'll just get in and, uh, and I'll have a fag and then I'll, you know, about quarter past. Yeah. And then I'll get in and have a fag, do a security patrol around the perimeter, and then back again, and then uh, it'll be time to go mm. on air. Yeah. Well, so why don't, why don't we agree to be there by at least 6.30 tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get there early. Yeah, yeah. because, I mean, uh, you can't get there too early because your mind gets clogged up before the show. Yeah. No, I, don't, I got in early the other day because I had a meeting and then it was I didn't have enough time to go home. And so I just went there and I hung around for an hour or so. And by the time you go on air, I feel... I feel used. Yeah, you need to be adrenalised. You know, often I used to drive in and I'd be full of adrenaline when I got there because of the streets of London and driving with the fools. They would actually help you doing the show. Yeah, and now, of course, we've got the cyclists to contend with, so that's even worse. But, yeah, luckily I don't drive now. I get the train. You know, this is the age of the train. Who was it said that? I can't remember, but, uh, yeah, 
it's the age of the train and I'm using I'm using the trains. They are good now and buses, although I do find buses a bit vulgar. They are, aren't they? And the kids don't pay anything, I don't think. Well, nor do old people either. Well, you're a disgrace. I mean, you should get up. I think it should be the other way around. Old people should get up for me because I'm paying for the privilege. You you make a point of saying that on the bus, and that's why, or even on the train, and that's why you get all this hate mail. Well, the other day, this pregnant woman came up to me and said, can I sit here? And I said, well, no, this isn't the baby the person that has to get up because it didn't have the baby symbol on. That was a couple of uh, seats down. I think that when she sort of fell to her knees and sobbed, you should actually have given in. I know, but you, that shows weakness. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. We mustn't show weakness, particularly not to our colleagues tonight. No, they need all the strength they can get. Yeah, have you noticed since we got the highest ratings how they're they're sort of fawning around us as well? Yeah, yeah, well they will, won't they? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's, uh, what can you do? I, t- I tried to make them not as good. I did try and temper it down so it wouldn't be such a big gradient, but what can you do, you know? When it's... I mean, well, we always have this problem, and then they all get a bit funny, don't they? And say, so, I think they're fixed. I don't see why James Wales got that. I don't see why Ash and he doesn't do anything anyway, and why is he there? Why is, you know, they get all upset about us. Well, because we've, we've been in that long that we know people who do the rage off figures. Do not start saying that. They'll believe it. <laughs> No, but actually, yeah, we do, you know, so you just, you know, take them out for a few drinks, and uh, Bob's your uncle, you're up, you know, 300%. <laughs> right, go and, um, <laughs> go and, go and, uh, I don't know, is today a day for a shower or not? Every day's a day for a shower, and the evening. Yeah, good, good. Maybe a haircut today, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I won't have time for that, unfortunately, with my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, if we get in a bit earlier, let's go down the pub at the end of the road with a nice pizzas and uh, have a few drinks there. Yeah, yeah, although it's not, I'll sit outside. Where's the, you know, the the pub, the EV or whatever. Okay, well, I'll call call you or you call me when we're on the way. Bye. I'll see you later, Bubba. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you later, man. Uh, Now, what are we going to do? Questions for the whale to finish with. Yeah, we'll do some questions. Yeah, go on. Okay, uh, Nicola Ledbetter. Nicola Ledbetter. Interesting name, Nicola. Uh, why are older kids so much trouble? Uh, because you're testing your boundaries, Nicola. You're you're trying to work out what you can and cannot get away with. And some of us, of course, never grow up, as you will have heard with Ash earlier. Uh, Richard Phillips. Richard. Why are we having a general election? Ah, because every few years, Richard, we need to sort the wheat from the chaff. We need to give the public the chance to say whether they are happy with the people who are looking after the country for us or not. And if you're happy, then you give them a tick. And if you are not, you give them a cross. Actually, give 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 a cross to whoever you're happy with, actually, when I think about it, not a tick. Sorry, go on. Uh, Nick Wright. Yes, Nick. How come your audiobook is far shorter than the written version? Well, it's not. It is. Is the answer to that? It is. Is it? Yeah. How is it? You've got pictures in the uh, written book. Oh, well, don't be... Well, I spent a flipping week recording that. Really? Well, not... You know, you can only do about four hours a day. Well, it's only about eight hours long. Yeah, but there's a lot of 
a lot of rec- you know editing and you don't you can't read out loud for four hours on the trot you have to take a break okay uh matthew feeney matthew feeney you sound slightly demented then I'm just making sure I'm reading it. I, I read phonetically, so I just... Oh, right, yes. Yeah. Okay, so, go on. So, uh, yeah. uh, should sun readers be allowed to vote? Of course they should. They're more intelligent than most of the other lot. The question you should be asking is, should Daily Mail readers be allowed to vote? Gene uh, Matheson. Jeannie, how are you? Haven't heard from you for a while. James. Yeah. Why has the standard of spelling dropped to such a shockingly dire level? Gene, I have no idea. Being dyslexic, I can't spell, so I have no idea. I have a theory about this. Go on. It's a Rob theory. Do you remember in the olden days when everything was done by pen and paper? Yeah. And do you remember how many things you wrote during the day? Yeah. Not a lot, really. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot. How many people would you show that to? Not a lot. And now Nobody. we've got Yeah, exactly. Now we've got social media, people are writing more and you're getting mm. to see the evidence more. I think the spelling was always terrible. Well, that's a good point. That's a very good point. I I text now more than I ever used to. And if you're tweeting, obviously you have to write and uh, as people do pull me up about my spelling from time to time, I don't care. Um uh, I have I have learnt to spell better than I used to. So yeah, maybe yeah. new technology is beneficial in that way. Wrong words is usually the problem with uh, mobile phones and tablets because it just guesses what you're trying to say and changes the word for you. And that is annoying. Yeah, it can be sometimes, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. when I want to use a word that they don't know, they try and change it back to something they think it is. Yeah. So if you... I want to use a bit of slang, they get very upset about it. And you're always texting me about the general erection. Yes. <laughs> uh, this has been a, This has been a programme of... Uh, uh, facilia, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, yes, it has. Okay. Here I don't know if that's a word. I just made it up. Anyway, go on. I'll just put it in your phone, see if it you mm. know, changes it to something else. Can I find one more? Here we go. Immy Timmy. Yes. <laughs> now, now, have a look at that piece of paper and tell me if that's the correct way of saying that, because that's how I... Immy Timmy will do. It, uh, it'll do. Go on. Um, and if it is, and it'll write to us and let us, or she'll write to us and let us know. Uh, they want some advice, basically, how to get into radio. Uh, she wants to discuss things like relationships, etc. I need to read it. I need to read it. Hold on. Okay. Um, I need to read it. Where are we? Uh, Immy Timmy. Immy Timmy. Yeah. The, uh, it's not on here. It is. Brendan Me. What are you reading? Brendan Me, that's down the bottom. Yeah. Go up a bit. Oh, Immy Timmy, right, okay, fine. So you don't do things in order, do you? Right. Um, what would you, uh, Immy Timmy, what would you advise me on how I can get on a radio station to discuss relationships, in other words, to give advice? Well, Immy, what I would do is email your nearest radio station and offer yourself, send your CV, tell them what you want to offer advice on, and uh, see whether or not they reply. Get in touch with as many radio stations as you want. And do it for free. Yeah, there won't be any money in it. No, there won't be any money in it. So if you expect to get paid, you're not going to. Yeah, yeah. That's it, is it? Uh, Oh, you've got Brendan down the bottom uh, there. uh, Brendan or Brendan? Brendan. Me. 
Should medical cannabis be available to the public via doctors and pharmacies as the top pain relief medication does not always do what it says on the tin? And as we know, cannabis has natural pain relief. Personally, my own view is absolutely it should. And on that note, I'm going to go and uh, do what Ash is doing, do a bit of sun sunbathing, a couple of drinks, and then... Oh, hang on. Uh, then... Um, and then off to uh, talk radio for the show this evening. Uh, in the meantime, I will leave Robbo, who produces the podcast, podcast brought to you by Rob Productions. I don't think we can start that new company called Fat Blubber. We are. When we bring out back the TV show, you know when you get the um, logos at the beginning, at the end, production yeah. was brought to you by Fat Blubber. I think that'd yeah. be quite cool. Because Yes, I do. All the celebrities have them, don't they, when they do their chat yeah. shows. They have them at the end, their own yeah. production company. Fat Blubber sounds like a good production name. Good. On that note, if you want to get in touch, jameswellradio at gmail.com. Uh, send me an email, and uh, who knows where it could lead. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.